Calling all writers, this is a message for anyone who thinks that they can stump Joe with a story. Whether you can write a story that you think that Joe will think is true, or know of a story that's so ridiculous that he may think it's fake, please send them in to allegedly.podcast at gmail.com. And if your story is selected, at the very end of the podcast, we will give you credit once it's revealed to be either true or false. So please feel free to write us your stories or send us a true story at allegedly.podcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you. Hello and welcome back, listeners, to the Allegedly Podcast. My name is Alex, and with me always is Joe. Hello. Hello. So today's podcast theme. Actually, let me take a step back. Let me explain the premise. (laughs) (laughs) I take a break one week, and then everything's out the door. (laughs) So the premise of the show is I will present Joe with a series of stories. And Joe will later tell me whether or not he believes those stories are real or those stories are fake. And the fake stories are either crafted by myself or the readers or the listeners will submit them to us via our email. Today's podcast theme is cemetery. Mm, the prisons for dead people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and like weirdly enough, it's way less depressing than the prison one. <laughs> it's because like, they're painted sufferings over. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's kind of game over. Like at least for some. Ooh. Ooh. So, um, yeah, I got three stories lined up for you, Joe. Later in the episode, at the end, you will tell me which ones are real and fake. You know the drill. All right, are you are you ready to go? I was trying to think of something spooky to say, but I got nothing. So let's go with yes. Ah, no, I'm, just <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. All right. So story number one, Bangor, Maine, 1984. Maybe one of the scariest decades ever. The 80s. The Bangor Police Department gets a call from a frantic groundskeeper as the officer tries to calm down the, frank, uh, the frantic caller on the other end of the phone, the caller explains that there has been a murder. Ooh, start, okay. Jumping right to murder. Yeah. Murder. Murder. Well, I mean, well, he's, he's at the right place. Yeah. It's pretty well, convenient. It, you don't know. This could be anybody. This could be like some janitor at like someplace. And I mean, why would you assume? Well, I mean, I did say groundskeeper. Well, and the, th- the theme is <laughs> the cemeteries. <laughs> Neared. (laughs) 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 Who? Asked the officer. The head groundskeeper. When the officers arrived at Mount Hope Cemetery, they found the head of the groundskeeper had been removed and placed at the foot of the cemetery master's feet. Sorry, that's weird. Ooh, evil. I like it. Yep. So head is gone and at the feet of the cemetery master. The police questioned George E. Inclair, Inclair, no, it's Inclair, Inclair, the junior groundskeeper. George, you sure, you is, sure it isn't E. Claire? I could, I could really go for a pastry right about now. Yeah, I mean maybe like E. N. C. L. A. I. R. In Inclair. Sure. No E. At the I was end. just, I, I, I just wanted some pastry. But. Yeah, it's weird. We're talking about a headless groundskeeper, and you're like, I could really go for some sweets right now. Hey man, <laughs> you bring up you bring up some Inclairs. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna chow down. Are you like that for- really unhealthy cop that shows up? That's like really bad. Like he's like the piece of shit cop, but he's always like eating like a burger or something. He's like, what do we got? <laughs> he just he he sets the his sandwich down on a on a headstone. What's going on here? Oh, like, sorry, oh. got a little got a little mustard here. He's yeah. mm. like, I gotta take a pill. Wow. Hold on. Would uh, like, wouldn't uh, would want to lose my head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, dude, no. You know there's always one, like in every department. Holy shit. All right, so <laughs> head is gone. George E. Enclair? I don't know. George. Uh, sure. Jorge, <laughs> jo- if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, no, this is, this is New England. It is George. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so George is currently the apprentice 
under the cemetery master, right? What could have or what could have happened to him? Asked the officer. Right, common George down. The ghost, George replied. The ghosts had killed him. Well, well if he's hoping to take suspicion off of him, Seriously? I would have gone with the I would have gone with a different direction. Yeah, right. He's like, I don't know what happened. I found him like this goddamn ghost. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like blood cop, all over him. <laughs> the, the cop spits his sandwich out. Ghost. <laughs> Ghost and just like <laughs> does that like Hanna Barbera like runs in the air and like his feet are just like running and then he takes off <laughs> like soinks like soinks <laughs> yeah no it's exactly what happened <laughs> so Mount Hope Cemetery is one of the oldest cemeteries in New England being established in 1834 it houses some of the most of some of the town's most notable people it was watched over by the cemetery master. Nelson Johnson, a very respectable man who was known in the community to laugh at a good joke and to give generously at church. As the police investigated Nelson's life, they found nothing out of the ordinary. He had a wife, two sons, both of which were out of the house, nothing to suspect foul play or any malicious intent. Normal dude, right? Well, I mean, the the whole headless thing is fairly I mean, malicious, but... Yeah, something else made him. Unnormal? <laughs> It was it wasn't his lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, he didn't choose to live headless. <laughs> so eventually, hitting multiple dead ends, the police had to go back to George for more information about what he meant by ghosts. Obviously, it's a little weird. They had to continue their investigation. George is there. So would George- you describe it more as a specter? Yeah, or like Dan uh... Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd rolls up, and he's just like, that's just a class four floating phantasm. That wouldn't be it at all. Would you, well, obviously we can rule out friendly ghosts. <laughs> I just spilled my coffee. <laughs> so, so if, but judging by his headlessness, I can say with certainty this, this was not a friendly <laughs> No, no, this this certainly isn't a Casper situation. <laughs> this is a Peeves the Poltergeister higher class uh, kind of ghost, you know? <laughs> do, do you know if there's any native burial grounds around here? <laughs> no? Uh, another dead end. <laughs> George is just like, why, yes, they started excavating down the, down the road. Uh, well, well, there's your problem right there. <laughs> yeah. Chalk this up to accidental death. <laughs> oh, the insurance company's not going to like this. <laughs> Did you get native burial ground insurance? Ah, oh, this is going to cost you. Yeah, this is, yeah. yeah. I think you're going to have a hard time. <laughs> Holy shnikes. Okay. <laughs> so police had to go back and question by uh, what he meant by ghosts. George explained that every cemetery master up to Nelson, had died under mysterious circumstances. He explained, as the legend goes, in 1893, the cemetery master at the time was named Philip Ballard. Ballard was accused and found guilty of murdering multiple townsfolk and hiding them in the cemetery, right? In uh, I mean, Mount it's a cemetery. It's a solid plan. Oh, yeah. No, it's genius. He was eventually coined the Cemetery Slasher. Ooh, that's a good one. It's pretty, it's kind of like a weird, like, I'm surprised there's not a band name like that, you know? It sounds great. (laughs) These murders went unsolved for years because fresh graves at a cemetery were not suspicious. Makes sense, right? I mean, it it is a cornerstone of the business, yeah. A headstone of the book. Oh, it was right there. It was right there. And then you do the evil laugh, like. (laughs) (laughs) This week on Tales from the Crypt. (laughs) We have three terrors for you today. The Cemetery Slasher. Holy shit, I just want to make this like a horror podcast now. <laughs> just do Tales We're of changing the, the formats to all cemeteries all the time. <laughs> yeah, this week on cemeteries, 
more cemeteries. <laughs> Whew, okay, I gotta breathe. I, I like stop breathing for a second. <laughs> <laughs> hey, be careful, or else you'll end up in a cemetery. Uh, oh. When Ballard was finally caught, he was hung for his crimes and buried in an unknown location outside of the cemetery. Right. So not the cemetery where he murdered people. So outside of that. Yeah, that 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 would seem a bit odd. Yeah, they fuck that guy, right? <clears throat> so all of the victims of the cemetery slasher now haunt the cemetery, and eventually will kill all those who take the title of master of the cemetery. It's well, that a seems way. Petty. Well, listen, it is a way. Our legend goes that it is a way of getting their revenge. Because they never were able to get their revenge on the original cemetery master, the one that killed them. Ooh. I was, I was like, well, I mean, I, I'm trying to go at it logistically, like as if this makes any sense. I'm like, well, if he's dead, isn't he a ghost now? Can you kill a ghost with you're a ghost, <laughs> dude? Well, maybe. I mean, they. So like, if that's what I was saying, I'm like, if you just buried him this sounds like an episode of supernatural right like if he they're like we gotta find the remains so we can put it back in the cemetery then the ghost can like take their revenge <laughs> this year on season 18 tracking down supernatural ghosts. hey you know that they're That's still probably- brothers they're still doing they're still doing it <laughs> so it's a way of getting their revenge the police were not convinced surprisingly enough of this story why apparently ghosts didn't sit well with the uh, investigators you know what i mean like you present a a, a police officer with the ghost did it defense and it doesn't sit well (laughs) not a lot of court law on that one no there's not a lot of precedent (laughs) so um but the police were not convinced but further research to these events right continue looking into them showed that everyone who has ever held that position of of master of cemetery has either disappeared or died very violent deaths, i.e. murder or suicide. You'd think if there was a curse that people would just stop taking this job, right? Oh, yeah. Like, do they learn about the curse after they've taken the job? Like, do you have to be tenured here? Then you learn about the curse? 1893, this shit started, right? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, fucking... I mean, you're going to roll up looking for a job. You're like, yeah, I deal with cemeteries. Oh, cool. I take the job. Murder. <laughs> I mean, dude, like, think about it. Like, some, like, dude, like, you know, offs himself. Nobody's going to bat an eyelash at it. Right. And then murder could mean anything. Sorry, I, I didn't get the deets. But, like, I don't know. I kind of chalk this up to, like, murder is, like, anything can happen. You know what I mean? You get a bar fight. Some dude, you know, stabs you. Fucking right. Mirror. Yeah. Right. I get, those, yeah, manslaughter. It's one of those legends that kind of leaves a little bit to the imagination. I'm just ruining all the fun. <laughs> Joe, the 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 cemetery <laughs> slasher. Not very happy. So all these guys murder or suicide, right? As of today, the case is still open, and the Mount Hope Cemetery has never appointed anyone else to cemetery master since this event for fear of condemning someone else to its grisly fate. Well, okay, well, then what's the lead groundskeeper called these days? I, I'm sure they would just call it something else. Are, are, like, are ghosts this pedantic? I, I, I would assume, yeah. Like, like, oh, no, 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 I'm not the cemetery master. I'm the superintendent. Oh, well, in yeah. that case, I'll They're like, we're going to have to leave this guy alone. He's not a bad guy. But doesn't he do the same job? I guys, what could I tell you? He's a superintendent, not a master. He's not the manager, guys. It, no, I like mean, uh. What I mean, it? we might be ghosts, but rules are rules. We isn't clearly there, isn't there that uh old folktale like the thirteenth floor mm. doesn't exist? Yeah, and like in hotels, in buildings, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all superstition, right? Like, but that's I still... mean, yes, because technically the thirteenth floor does exist. It's just called the fourteenth floor. I mean, yeah, but like is but what we're talking about, you know, being pedantic is is fate or superstition that pedantic, right? Like it's not right. called 13th, but it is the 13th. Right. <laughs> that would have been a really shitty like Hobbit story, you know, because you remember they picked up Bilbo because they didn't want 13 dwarves. Right. <laughs> That's but right. Then they're like, they just count it and it's just like 12, 14. We're good. We don't need a bird. <laughs> uh, no, no need. Uh. 
smell like, can't get us this way. <laughs> like a black cat walks in front of you, you're like, that's not a black cat. That's a dark blue cat. <laughs> uh, I I would say that's more of a coal color. Sure. Yeah. Do you, do you think that most superstition could be solved if you just view it differently? You're like, that's not a mirror. That's just a one-way window. <laughs> Get out of here, Bloody Mary. <laughs> okay. You're not, you're not respecting the agreement that the supernatural had. Why are you coming through my one-way window, lady? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I guess, yeah. oh, I'll go back. What it, what it means is like, this is not a bathroom, okay? It has a sink. It has a countertop. But the toilet is actually in a separate room. It's got a toilet closet. Okay, this cannot be counted as a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I classified this as a water closet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, what if like you know ghosts are coming through and you're just like, look, lady, okay, this is a half bathroom. This is not a full bathroom. It's just. But <laughs> I'm a respectable ghost. They can't be coming out into no half bath. I need a full shower. Yeah, how am I supposed to be afraid if you're coming into a half bath, okay? You don't even come through the full bath. This, this is this is ludicrous. So there you have it, Joe. The fucking Mount Hope All right, cemetery, the, the cemetery Slasher. Slasher. Yeah, I kicked it off, man. How you feeling? You feeling good? Got the juices flowing now? I mean, I mean less than that poor uh, <laughs> cemetery master. I mean, think about this. Like, I don't know to criticize, you know, the police work or not, but... Dude's dead, and there's no fucking no nobody solved his murder yet. Well, you know, I I mean, when you contaminate evidence with by eating sandwiches. <laughs> you know. Okie dokie. So we got the poor police work with the. Uh, <laughs> We're really leaning into that poor police work, aren't we? At this point. Just I mean, if it's unsolved, like dude, obviously. Shit. Like what? What if some dude like rolled by and was just like, I feel like killing somebody. Here's a cemetery guy. Blap. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the sandwich cop was just like i can't tell who did it <laughs> oh oh was that dijon mm. yeah oh. what do i oh, look nice. like a ghostbuster <laughs> <laughs> no you look like a cop <laughs> oh. oh well i mean mine is my <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that one really fell off <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh, oh nope nothing yeah. Nothing can. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll edit in. I'll, I'll dub over a good joke. A, a a ghost chopped the head off that joke. Oh, dang! It was, was the comedy specter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so first story down. I got the second one locked and loaded. Are you ready? Oh, as I am, as I as yeah. No, apparently not. No, let's take a break. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll take a nap. <laughs> All right, yeah, come back. And we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's do this. All right. Okie dokie. On one Friday morning in February of 1970, a Hampstead and Highgate or the Hampstead and Highgate Express ran a headline. Sorry, let me start this over. I wrote it really goofy. The Hampstead and Highgate Express ran a headline. Does a vampire walk in Highgate? Ooh. Well, I was like, well, that's one hell of a headline. That's what they started with. For years, the area has been plagued with a series of apparently inexplicable events and sightings, and in around in and around the confines of Highgate Cemetery. In Ooh. 1967, two adolescent girls walking home along nearby claimed to have witnessed the dead rising from their graves by the cemetery's north gate. Oh. Another teenager had been awoken one night with something cold and clinging on her hand, which left prominent marks the next morning. Ooh. While reports circulated of a tall man in a hat walking in the area before melting through the cemetery gates. Did he, well, here's the kicker. Did he have a bad European accent? <laughs> I don't. I mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, good day, governor. <laughs> it's a cockney, a, a cockney vampire. I'm just going to melt right through this gate, I am. <laughs> he 
spare a shilling for the paper. <laughs> and then he just melds right in. <laughs> <laughs> and then like so the like the, the teenager's just like, holy shit. Right. That guy read the newspaper? Right. He just took the funnies. Like, he didn't <laughs> yeah. even take just took the fucking weather channel, the weather section, like <laughs> What the fuck would he need that? Well he, need, well, he needs to know the times of sunrise and sunset, doesn't uh, he? Well, give me a real answer for a silly question. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Oh, I am. <laughs> and then you just meld into the walls of the podcast. <laughs> I think I have a worse accent than Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Dude, no. That's impossible. <laughs> so, the situation, though had turned nastier by the early months of 1970, as several animals were found dead, their bodies drained of blood, with what had appeared to be lacerations to their throats. On the 6th of February the same year, a local man and self-proclaimed magician, David Ferrant, wrote to the Hammond High, which is the newspaper, that he had recently glimpsed a gray figure he was certain was supernatural. A belief shared by several concerned citizens and residents in the paper's letters pages. Ooh. <laughs> well, I mean, what's self-proclaimed magicians start? Yeah, just, <laughs> I mean, you like, can't get more solid of a lead. It's just like, poof, here we go. Like, that is weird. Like, did he do card tricks or was is this more like a wizard magician? I think it's a wizard. <laughs> okay, I was like, because like the self-proclaimed thing seemed to have like, well, like, does he do tricks or not? Like, oh, there's a lot more here. <laughs> it gets crazier. So those accounts didn't remain uncontested for long. From the start, Ferent had a rival, another man who claimed an even more startling paranormal, uh, even more startling paranormal insight. And this person was backed by a career as both a self-proclaimed exorcist, vampire hunter, and bishop of the mysterious old Catholic Church. So based on the available evidence and testimonies, Sean Manchester, Manchester, wow, okay, (laughs) I don't know why I said it that way, Sean Manchester (laughs) was certain it became appallingly apparent, he later wrote, that the people of the Highgate were not witnessing a harmless earthbound apparition, but a vampire. Oh, holy shit. It's getting serious, man. Dude, yeah, no more fucking angry spirits chopping people's heads off. Now we got vampires. Goddamn. <laughs> goddamn, I said goddamn. It wasn't just the local media that had jumped onto the growing hysteria. After both Manchester and Ferrant declared they would destroy the evil figure, they had both claimed stalking Highgate. Though Ferrant consistently rubbished any notion of a real Hammer Horror-style vampire. So he's like, yeah. Oh, obviously, you want to be taken stupid. seriously here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to be taken seriously as hunting a vampire, and that's just ridiculous. Right. He's, this, he's is, like, this, oh, is no, got... this is no Bella Lugosi. This is clearly a Cockney man who reads the paper. Obviously. Yeah. Like, you know, that it's simple what you do. You just, you know, take this gun and you smoke him, right? Like, that's how you get rid of a vampire. <laughs> One, a two, yeah, two three, three bullets. Ah, ah. Four left in the chamber. Ah, ah, ah. The situation reached fever pitch on Friday the 13th of February 1970 as the uh, Thames TV ran a program on the unfolding saga. I think it might be Thames. I, I don't know. Thames TV. But I, I think it's got a weird name. Thames. I don't know. Like like the River Thames? Yeah, something like that. So program on the unfolding saga that the night before... Uh, or on a focus out of the night before the scheduled hunt within hours of broadcasting dozens of hunters equipped with homemade stakes coming from all corners of London descended on the cemetery, bursting past the hastily assembled police, um, the police line. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In August of the same year, a woman's century old remains were discovered desecrated near her former resting site. A week later, Ferret found himself arrested in a nearby churchyard carrying a crucifix and a wooden stake. So shit went down, right? So no, no, no. no. Yeah. So right before they were supposed to start hunting, people like mm-hmm. stampeded in, broke through the police line. 
Um, yes. There's now grave desecration. So fucking they open up this woman's cast. Talk about sexism, though. If you really think about it, like they had all these remains and they're just like even the fucking eyewitnesses were talking about like a dude. And they're just like, it must be this woman, this bitch. <laughs> it's all her fault, having vagina and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're, they're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that the vampire is male. It's like, well, it doesn't hurt to drive a stake through this one, just to be <laughs> sure. Well, well, I mean, you know, vampires are vampires, but you can't be too careful for suck you by. <laughs> We're just like, you know. Hey man, you got scope creep. Let's let's just try to figure out this vampire situation. It's like, okay, look, I'm gonna move on to succubuses and uh, harpies. <laughs> you you can deal with the vampires, all right? I'm, I'm gonna start start desecrating women graves and just driving right. stakes through them. Right, especially anyone named Debbie. <laughs> yeah. That stone cold bitch. She was a harpy, a siren for sure. <laughs> so I think Greg. Later. I don't think Greg's taking his divorce well. <laughs> yeah, he's on the news. <laughs> That's where you change your name and get a restraining order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but then Ferent, the one vampire hunter, found himself arrested in a nearby churchyard carrying crucifix, crucifix, and a wooden stake. And later sued the News of the World, um, which I think is a news site, for their mm. initiate uh, in, for their intimation that he would be a cat killer. So they, <laughs> they implied that he was killing cats. The, sto- <laughs> the story officially ended in 1973 when Manchester claimed to have driven a stake through the vampire's heart in the nearby house of Dracula in Crou- Crouch End. Uh- I thought he didn't. I thought he didn't want to be hammy. Well, look, dude. Okay. I mean, obviously Dracula's. Re- <laughs> well, like, look. I, when I said not use a wooden stake, I was under the impression that it was a traditional Nosferatu. Okay. <laughs> but but a Dracula's different. You need to use a wooden stake and a crucifix for a Dracula. Much like the Debbies of the world, you gotta. <laughs> You gotta stake them real good. <laughs> you can't, you can't be half staking a Dracula, okay? <laughs> I you mean, got, this, is, this is, you got your Count Chaculas and you got your Blackulas, but when it comes to Dracula, you gotta use a stake. <laughs> there, there, no, there, it's the old fashioned. You just gotta use a stake for Dracula. <laughs> I, I love how all these Londoners have turned into old-timey prospectors. <laughs> well, when you're up on the creek bed looking for gold... <laughs> yeah, if I see a Dracula coming, I'm a hide like a cow. Oh... So I, I assume this dude has evidence that he has staked the Dracula. Oh, you'd be wrong. <laughs> because the sighting stopped. That's why he was able to stake a Dracula. Yeah. Oh, wo- oh, wonderful. So here we with the apparent supernatural forces. Oh, the apparent supernatural forces might have been defeated, but the real fear and loathing at the center of Highgate vampire story had barely even begun. Over the following 50 years, public interest and amusement in the story has ebbed and flowed. But one thing remained constant, the levels of animosity between the two men who claimed to own the narrative around the Highgate vampire increased. For decades, the feud between David Ferret and Sean Manchester took a succession of twists and turns (laughs) through a steady stream of petty and often surreal vindictiveness until Ferret's death in April of 2019. While Ferent, oh, it gets crazy. While Farron had presided over the British Psychic and Occult Society, Manchester founded the British Occult Society. Oh, Man- fuck. Yeah. When Manchester published his sensational book, The Highgate Vampire, in 1985, Farrant countered with Beyond the Highgate Vampire in 1991. When Farrant was jailed for grave desecration in 1974, charges he always denied, though he admitted sending voodoo effigies to two police officers... <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not Gary, 
I'm not going in after all these Debbies. That guy's got a real fucking problem. But oh yeah, no, but I did send the voodoo doll with the pins and needles in. That yeah. that was me. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, wait, so are these your effigies? Well, yeah, of course I sent them because, you right. know, I was trying to persuade them to know that I was a good vampire hunter. So, uh, yeah, Manchester rarely missed a chance to call him a convicted felon in one of his many blogs called Ferent. The duo traded insults in print until Ferent's death. Though the feud reached its dramatic peak in 1973, when both parties heavily advertised a magical duel, which was to take yes. place in Parliament Hill and Hampstead, before they decided to cool down and call off the clash. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and there you have it. I sir, I challenge you to a duel. I accept. And then slowly both men realize it's bullshit. Like, well, we should probably cancel it. Calmer heads have prevailed. Yeah. 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 We are both men of high standing, of course, in the cult community. (laughs) As the leader of the British Occult Society. Well, I'm the leader of the Occult British Society. (laughs) They're like, my I'm I'm starting the the Justice League of the Occult Society. I'm the leader of the British Occult Society. Well, then I am the leader of the British Psychic and Occult Society. You can't, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. Like my good man, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they were gonna have this magic duel to end who was the most vampire of all of them, and or some shit like that, and fucking fell through. <laughs> there you have it, the high geek uh, vampire. Apparently, Wonderful. Manchester killed it with a stake, even though he said he wouldn't. Uh, I love I love how it just devolved into two men being petty. Oh, dude. It's not like most stories, though. Like, <laughs> Okie dokie. So this one is actually a little bit faster, but I think you will okay. like it. All right. Loosen up. Right. Oh, ooh, if I, ooh, I'm feeling I'm I'm feeling loose enough to stab a Dracula. <laughs> Unless you're a phony, because you're part of the British <laughs> right. Psychic and Occult Society. <laughs> one, of, one of those hacks. <laughs> Did you hear that? I I think so. Uh, say it again louder, Ruby. Hi, Joe. Hi, Ruby. This is what happens when I forget to lock the front door. <laughs> Go stand, Mommy. Love you. Sorry. Okay. Hopefully she goes and snaps Bree with the rubber band she had. <laughs> she will. Uh, she, she opens the door and she gives me that like sinister look, and then she like ratchets in the like rubber band to shoot up my face. Oh, nice. You never met Ruby yet, huh? I haven't. Dude, we're gonna have to get you down here, get me up there or something. Right. You have to meet Ruby. She's like a little me, dude. Oh God. It's fucking weird, man. It's weird. It's it. It looks like Alyssa, like a little like Alyssa. We, oh, weird. Well, because Alyssa kind of looked like me, right? Right. Like, well, she had the very, you know, lead better face, but she does. She looks like a little, like, mix between me and Alyssa. But blonde hair. She's got bright blonde hair. Oh, nice. It's pretty funny. All right. So back to it. Story number three. So there are celebrity or wealthy-based cemeteries that people can purchase plots of land if they want to be buried next to celebrities are influential or rich people right like entire cemetery sure. is dedicated for that yeah however there are exclusive dick bags in life why should death be any different exactly right however there is one cemetery that is so exclusive that there is a waiting list to even be assessed to get into the cemetery this is bonkers. please tell me it's located in disneyland <laughs> oh it's even better so and if the person was found to be good enough, they would be allowed into the cemetery. However, the final assessment process does not start until the person has passed away. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's a beauty contest of corpses. Exactly. So the this I'm going to butcher this. So I am sorry. The Jing Yang, Ji Wang, U.I. Probably fucking butchered it, but whatever. <laughs> or fate. It's in translated to Faith, Hope, and Love Cemetery. <clears throat> wow. Most... All three titles are a lie. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. Right. It's the most exclusive cemetery in the world. <laughs> so the cemetery, located in Hong Kong, has a waiting list 
in order to be assessed for access to the cemetery. This means you have to be on a waiting list to get onto their waiting list. Fucking bonkers. The first step on the initial assessment uh, is to pay 323,075 yuans. I think it's yuans. Is it yuans? Yuans? Yes. Yuans? I don't know. Yuans, which equals $50,000 and is followed by two to three verbal interviews conducted by the head of the cemetery. Is there a talent portion too? So get this. Or is that or is that so after you? Some of the questions you may be asked. It's like who wants to be in the cemetery millionaire? Wee! Wow, Regis Philbin's hit a real low. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like a corpse. <laughs> it's like a it's like a weekend at Bernie situation. He's just like a puppet. Dude, get this though. So here's some of the questions that you would be asked during this verbal interview. How many children did you have? How uh yeah, how has your or what has been your impact that your family or you have had on society? What are your charitable givings? What legacy are you leaving behind? Like your company, charities, programs, laws you've been, uh, enacted, etc. Do you have any accredited moments in history? <laughs> oh. <laughs> have you performed any miracles lately? Yeah. No. No, no, it gets better. And lastly, one question. What is your net worth? <laughs> <laughs> wow, they really cut to the chase at the end there, don't they? Fuck around, dude. They're like, all right, give me the shit that you left behind. Give me, you know, were you able to right. walk on water? And then uh, are you billionaire, millionaire, or, or undisclosed? Like, what are you? Right. Last name Kennedy. Oh, good start. Good start. Oh, <laughs> third cousin, huh? Yeah. Mm. That's what it is, right? Ooh, last name Baldwin. Okay, we can work with this. <laughs> mm. oh, James. First name Stephen. Uh oh. Oh yeah, Stephen. Yeah. Oh, Stephen. Sorry, we're gonna go with another. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we already got Daniel Baldwin in here. We know he's not actually related to you, but people we're don't gonna... actually know. Yeah, he has an honorary degree here. So. <laughs> so if you are approved. After the initial interview and the $50,000 down payment, right? You will then put or a bid on a plot of land. So a plot in the cemetery. This can cost you up to 25840000 yuans or $4 million. Oh, that's not that bad. Not that. But get this. But this plot of land, or you will be competing with five to ten other people for this plot of land. Oh. Battle Royale. Yep. So the assessment process, the official assessment process, only starts once every competitor, or every person that bid on that plot of land dies. Fucking think about that. So if you're the first one to die out of that yes. group, like you can wait. You got to wait till all those like nine other fucking people die. Yeah. So I looked into it. There's actually like for people that follow this shit. There's actually like a timer that they try to they try to predict. So if you have, like, oh no! Yeah, so like that you can work with the coordinators and then like so if you have like nine people that have bid on a pot, plot of land and there's like one motherfucker left, right? You can swoop in, bid for that tenth spot, and then that dude goes. Then you're the last guy, right? So you don't have like as soon as you die, the assessment process starts for everybody. Oh man! Right. However, there. Well, so you're just is, playing over under odds with fucking people yeah, who are dying. There, <laughs> oh man! But there is some caveats, okay? So there there is some caveats to this being able to be like bid on it and start the assessment, right? Because well, I thought that to, too. It's good to have standards. Well, I thought that too. One, you cannot be convicted of any crime. Doesn't mean well, you can't. Uh, any crime? Any crime. Wow, these white collar people aren't getting in then. Now, listen, no, that's but here's something interesting because I thought that was bonkers too, right? Especially if you're a high end like business person, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, even if you're not that shady, you're still gonna get sued, right? And you're still gonna be found guilty for things just because that much money being thrown around somewhere, somebody fucked up, right? Um, yeah. you, a lot of these people, the prominent people that are getting put put in there, have such influence that they can have their records expunged before the assessment process starts like after yes. they die interesting so 
you get that swipe. The next thing before you can before you can put your name down on a plot of land, you have to at least be 65. So you cannot actually bid on a plot of land until you're 65. So by rules of human longevity, yeah, somebody could live to be like 105. So everybody else be waiting until they're fucking, you know, 40 years down the road, right? right. So if some, if some asshole, right, over-unders and does well and jumps on a list, and this other dude that's like in his 90s fucking, you know, kicks the bucket, right, and you're 65 and you get your name slid in real quick before that guy dies, right? You're just fucking chilling, right? Like, you're just like, oh, if I die in 20 years, that's cool. Man, there, I mean, there just there just isn't anything rich people can't make worse. Like, exactly. it's like, just go get fucking buried somewhere else, man. Well, that's so they shit. have to. So they, that's right. what's interesting here, though. So once everyone um, that is that is competing for this plot in the cemetery dies, right? Um, the assessor will review the lives of the applicant, right? So these assessors will come in and start reviewing their lives. This assessment mirrors the process of the the Catholic Church assessing the lives for sainthood. <laughs> oh my God! So yeah, they start looking at impact, what they did, their life story. Uh, it didn't say anything about miracles, you know, like you'd have to perform an amount of miracles to be a saint. But you know what I'm saying, right? Like very, very, you know, what has this person done? Right. So this review process includes interviews with living relatives. You might want to be good standing. So you leave them a fuck ton of money. They'll say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reviewing work experience. Oh, no. What did you do professionally? Right. Like. If you took over a multi-billion dollar company and it became a multi-million dollar company, you fucked up. But what if you gave all that money to charity? Triple fucked up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then um, the uh, an actual inspection of your living quarters. Now, fucking walk in your house and see how you lived. So they're just, you know, detailing how good your maid staff is? Exactly. Okay. Yep. Seems weird. If you are found to be worthy... You will then be moved to the cemetery from your current resting place to the new plot for which you have purchased. Uh, right. Bunkers. So you have to be buried. This probably could take. It looks like. So they didn't give me. I couldn't find an exact number. Right. But some of these people that were dying said it was it, or it looked like it was a couple of years before people were inducted. So I don't think the in the the end like it's not like. It takes 10 years to assess people. The longest is to wait everybody to fucking die. Oh, my God. That's that's so morbid. Super sad, but fuck. So um, now the cemetery has particular benefits that they guarantee, right? They guarantee that your grave, like your final resting place, will be around for the next thousand years. They can't know that. Uh, that is a that is a let me get the name hold on that is a Jing Yang Jing Wan U I guarantee Joe <laughs> that it'll be around for another thousand years. <laughs> what if a fucking meteor hits like <laughs> a thousand fucking years? What if like a goddamn earthquake hit? What the fuck? <laughs> Here's there's more guarantees. There's more. Is if resurrection's not on this fucking list, what the hell are these people buying? <laughs> So they guarantee comfortable visiting um, conditions for family, relatives, and whoever wants to go see these people, right? Who is an improved visitor, I guess. As so, opposed to uncomfortable? Like, what cemetery has uncomfortable visiting? <laughs> I would assume cemeteries that don't have, like, leather chairs that you can sit in, you know? Just, they, just uncomfortable wooden stools. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure they did the upkeep at these places would hopefully be nice. I mean, I, I, I think what they're meaning, or at least what how I interpreted was like, you know, the grass gets fucking cut, the fucking waterfall stays maintained, you know, the koi pond gets cleaned. Stupid shit. You know, like well, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, it better be for a thousand <laughs> years. I mean, well, like yeah, you're not gonna a... roll up and the gravestone is just fucking mossed over. <laughs> Here's a good one. Ready for this one? This one's awesome. So the cemetery guarantees comfortable resting conditions, both for the physical, um, the physical, um, sorry, I, I weirded this weird because I didn't put in any fucking commas, 
both for the physical component of your death and then the spiritual component of the death, right? <laughs> so it guarantees that your casket, your remains, and all that will rest comfortably, but so will your spirit. Ugh. And I'm like, motherfucker, where's Ghost Hunters? Like, I want to see somebody be like, place is haunted, and then this place is like, well, fuck. Everyone's just lounging. Yeah, we guaranteed, you know, comfortable conditions for the spirits here, and now we're haunted. <laughs> fuck. They got, they got goat, ghost sofas. <laughs> Only the best. dude. Only the Don- best. That's a Donald Trump cemetery plot. Like, yeah, you, like, roll in, and it's just, like, shitty and barren. He's like... We put everything we could into ghost sofas <laughs> and ghost waterfalls. We can't see it because we're still alive. <laughs> but I tell you, we have the best ghost waterfalls. Trust me, these ghosts are eating nothing but Trump steaks. The best Trump steaks. They're taking their vodka shots with the best Trump vodka. <laughs> So, so yeah. So as of right now, today, there are only 2,678 current residents of the cemetery, with an initial 10,000 plus people waiting to be assessed from around the world. Oh man, get a different fucking hobby. What the <laughs> shit? Like, well, at some point, like, like what the? F- I mean, Jesus. At some point in like your 70s, you know, I think death becomes like a pretty big hobby, right? Like. <laughs> you know that's all you can really do you're just like i'm gonna fucking plan for this shit and we'll see what happens you know rock and roll ride or die man it just it just it seems like such a desperate move for people who lived horrible lives <laughs> just like one last chance at like redemption that you can buy yep let's make sure that my plot of land is better than his plot of land <laughs> Like, how good of a person can you actually be if you ended up here? I mean, let's be honest here. If they're asking about net worth, you're just, you know, the assessors are looking how much money they're going to make. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, let's put it fucking, let, let, you know, let's let, let's call it as we see it. If it's a duck, you know, it looks like a duck, smells like a duck, it's probably a duck. And these guys are probably, how much you're, how much is your net right. worth, you know? Like, what do you make annually? Well, were you convicted of any crimes? Oh, yeah, dozens. But my net worth is in the billions. Well, I'm sure you didn't mean to commit those crimes. <laughs> so here's a fun fact. You ready for this one? <laughs> fun fact. Jackie Chan is currently on one of the people on the waiting list. Well, I mean, obviously that man gets in. He's a goddamn treasure. <laughs> That's what I said. So some some things. I don't know if this one is true or not. It's kind of interesting, but... I did hear that there was a push to relocate Bruce Lee's remains. Because Bruce Lee is buried, I think he's in Seattle or San Francisco. I think he's in Seattle. I, maybe. I, I should know, since that's where I am currently. But, uh, where is Bruce Lee buried? Yeah, he's, he's Lakeview Cemetery, Seattle. Whoa, crazy. I didn't actually know that. <laughs> Somehow that blew my mind more. <laughs> yeah, he's, oh, sad day. He's buried right next to Brandon Lee. Uh, wow. Really brought it down here at the end. Kind of fucked up, dude. <laughs> Quick, let's talk about prisons. Bring this back uh, up. Yeah. I'm just like, start bawling. I miss the Dracula guy. Yeah, we're saying... <laughs> oh, God, where's where's the Dracula, you know, vampire hunter fighter feud thing? <laughs> He's like, you know, you know what it takes to get rid of uh, the sadness you feel for Bruce Lee? Steak to the heart will do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> A nice Trump steak to the heart. That will end all your feelings in your left arm. When all your arteries are clogged so much they can't get clogged anymore, you'll <laughs> finally be at peace. We have the best steak clogging arteries in the world. <laughs> ever. Seriously, 100% full blockage. <laughs> We have a hundred percent fatality rate. <laughs> but don't worry. Once you're released off your mortal coil, your spirit <laughs> is gonna have the best Casper mattress. <laughs> Just you wait. It is like sleeping on a my pillow. <laughs> Fuck, that's right, the my pillow guy. It was right there. Damn it. 
Your casket will. <laughs> your casket is brought to you by the my casket. <laughs> it's just made out of all of the discarded bullshit from the pillows. <laughs> the entire casket, so soft, so uh, soft. You actually want to sleep in one of these when you're alive. Hi. <laughs> uh-huh. You wait. The my. Do once their constituents start, you know. They cross that threshold. The my pillow guy is gonna start making the my my coffin company. Plan no libtards allowed. Yeah, right. This casket is the only casket you can use to get to heaven. Only a Trump certified my casket will get you directly to the big man himself. <laughs> it's just MAGA. It's like a MAGA casket. <laughs> All red with a thin blue. Make line. the afterlife great again. <laughs> It's been a real fucking dump for a really long fucking time. Hate to say it, but really true. God, not very good at what he does. Yeah, dude. Doesn't even have to change the slogan. MAGA. There we go. <laughs> fucking. I'm sorry, God, but you've done really terrible things to the budget. Heaven's budget. Right. I'm just saying I want to see your birth certificate. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jesus Christ isn't even American. i hate to say it i hate to say it but how can we be sure he's patriotic (laughs) that's time i looked jerusalem not america (laughs) we need to build a wall around the pearly gates double gates (laughs) god dude we've really devolved Somehow I'm coming out of this a little more depressed because I feel like this is a conversation that's going to happen in real life. It's at one point. Yeah. Like, he's just going to go even more crazy and he's just going to be like, God, I'm going to come see you and I want to see your books. (laughs) You don't need to release your tax returns because I don't. (laughs) Uh, Remember a couple minutes ago when I missed the Dracula guy? Now I'm starting to miss a depressing story about a graveyard. <laughs> We're starting to miss the headless groundskeeper. <laughs> Where's Sandwich Cop when you need him? <laughs> He's sleeping on a genuine <laughs> That That sandwich was made from 100% 100% Trump steak. The Trump sandwich. <laughs> Heart attack almost instantly. The cops are just like, the ghosts have struck again. <laughs> he switched to sandwiches. Quick. <laughs> Everybody knows the Trump sandwich will kill you instantly. The, the ghosts found the loophole to the loophole. They couldn't cut off your head anymore because you're technically not the master. But it never said nothing about killing people with sandwiches. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you thought you were so clever changing the title. We got you now, fuckers. Ooh. All right, Joe. All right. Ooh, shake this off. Shake it off. Okay. Let's do the recap. Okay. <clears throat> and then All I right. want to hear. Then I want to hear which story you think is real and which ones you think are fake. All right. You got this. All right. right. Coming at you. <laughs> Come <coming> at <laughs> you like a like a specter. Like, like a ghost. <laughs> like, like a Dracula. <laughs> like a Dracula. A Dracula. <laughs> All right, so story number one, the story of the murdered master of the cemetery. The ghosts apparently did it because they're trying to get revenge on a master of cemetery. They couldn't get revenge when they were alive. Mm. It seems like a plausible enough folklore story. And I think, like, you know, like Maine, like that whole New England area, you know, is kind of like the origins of the headless horseman. So, you know what? I'm uh, I want to go with True. This one is false. Damn it. <laughs> I totally know what you mean. Um, so when I wrote this one, I actually was uh, inspired by, like, Sleepy Hollow. Mm. It, it was funny, though, because, like, you're, you're 100% right. They really like making shit headless out there. They hate it, yeah. <laughs> it, it is kind of their thing. Like, they're yeah. known for a few things. They're known for, like, maple syrup and headless stories. Yeah, so, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, what do, what do you expect, you know? Right. Fucking, goddamn. Just headless, headless cats. Headless people, headless fucking horses and headless horsemen. Fuck. Right. Okay. Losing the heads over all the lobster. <laughs> the lobster out in Bastin. So it'd be <laughs> lobster. Maybe that? Whoa, whoa did, did Ben Affleck just show up? The fuck oh! oh. Huh. Got spot, you. Spot, we're spot on with our accents today. 
I got you again. This is just Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Captain America. That's another white Chris. <laughs> All right. So next up. Next story. We got the our, our, du- our dueling magicians. Yep. You got the Highgate vampire, and the dueling magicians that killed him. <laughs> oh. See. I remember something in lined up, but I thought it was about Satanists and like teenage kids. I don't remember it being about vampires. But you know what? I'm a uh, that first one threw me off, so I'm a little I'm off my game, man. I'm go- I'm just gonna I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say true. So this one is true. Yes. So yeah, this is a real this is a real feud <laughs> that happened out in fucking London. Um, when I researched it, <clears throat> there's some crazy shit that happened, dude. Like. There's a lot more than what I put in the story, but it's just it was so hard to kind of pull out the gems. Right. Um, if if what I remember, like they kept getting busted for just breaking into the cemetery because they were so dude, like they were so convinced that there was a vampire or something. It was a big problem. Yeah, they were pulling people's like graves up. They were desecrating, and it wasn't like it wasn't like okay, we're gonna dig it up, we're gonna stake it and put it back, right? Because that's like a lot of a lot of like old vampire folklore is kind of like that where they you know mm-hmm. resurface the body they drive a stake through it or i think in the states even it was like you fucking staked it burned the ashes and like ate its heart or some bullshit like it's nuts right yeah but, yeah yeah yeah. that's what people did like because people thought like um like when tuber- before we figured out tuberculosis right people thought would assume it was a vampire and so yeah you had like bur- like dig up the body cut out the heart and like eat the heart, which ironically sometimes led you to get tuberculosis. Oh yeah, it was fucking nuts. And it was like, um, so they were doing that, except they were just desecrating like random fucking graves. Like they would just roll up, unearth this grave, stake it, and then just like leave it. So it was nuts. So they were just, so they were just being punk asses. Yeah, and it wasn't just like like one or two guys. And then these two uh, fucking dudes like come out, try to jump on the bandwagon of like people's fears, saying they're gonna take care of it, and then. Yeah. Right. And then, like, when it starts ebbing and flowing, like, no pun intended, they got to dig up more candles. Yeah. So they they had to they had to you know fight each other because you know one of them had to be a fake apparently. Like, could you imagine what shit we'd be in if they just worked together? Right. If they just both recognized that they were full of shit. Yeah. Like, and they're like, hey man, do you like? Are you full of shit? Hey, I'm full of shit too. You know, we should be full of shit together. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, and then you know, we so could probably fucked. desecrate multiple graves if we work together. Think of how many graves. Oh, so many. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you work together as with friendship, you can you can desecrate bodies. Yeah, you can desecrate it too. No problem. Do you see a body blue? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. We should follow What's that. Too. It's a body. It's a body. <laughs> oh, where blue. is it? It's over there. Blue, blue. Remember, do not touch the crime scene because then you'll leave fingerprints. Let's get out of here. <laughs> if blues could do, you can do. Like he's educating. He's like, if the police can't connect your motive with with the victim, you get away with murder. Don't write it down in your handy dandy notebook. That's evidence. Yep. Surely don't email your broker. <laughs> we all know that he's your accomplice. <laughs> okay. So we got you. You're one and one right now. Now you're on to the third one. Okay. Wiggle it out. Wiggle it out. Okay. Recap on the third story: the world's most exclusive cemetery, located in China. Right. You have to pay to play, be interviewed, and then pay again for a plot of land, and then be assessed after you die. If you're found good, your body gets moved to a sweet, no haunted, totally comfortable, not Trump cemetery. <laughs> uh, man, I'm going back and forth. I don't even know what to feel on this one, but it kind of <laughs> makes me sad. So <laughs> I'm going to say that it's true then. <laughs> this one's actually false. Damn it. Yep. You made me one? you made up make a depressing one. Yep, I made up a depressing. That <laughs> day for sad day for allegedly is really what it is. Man, yeah. Off off my game today. 
Hey, well, so I did Spot, throw... Well, I mean, it's a give and take. Spot on on my accents, horrible yeah. on my guesses. Well, here, here's the thing, though, too. This is this is actually the first podcast where we actually did two fake stories and one real one, so... That's I why. had a sneaking suspicion you were gonna, we were going to change it up. Yeah, some, something a little different this time. But, hey, technically I won this, so uh, pat on the back for me. Good job, Alex. Look, hey, because that's what this is really about, winning... <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, it kind of is. Like, I need these things in life, dude. I need these wins right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. And thank you. That was the Allegedly podcast. Catch us every Monday. Next week will be a short form one. Uh, you can find us wherever you find fine podcasting. Thanks for listening. See you around. Don't go desecrating bodies don't go desecrating bodies right right <laughs> <laughs>